Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob. And here this morning, wonderful morning, another wonderful gift of a day from our Father. And let me welcome you to this day's episode of our ongoing fellowship with the world. For those of you who have listened to yesterday's message, that was a part of the message. We had a power failure while the service was going on and while the message was already going on. So some part of the message was lost to the recording before the power was restored. So I want to cover that aspect today so that the whole message is complete. Praise God. And before I do that, let me recap again the reason this message is coming to us and what we should expect. Praise God. Number one, God is using these messages, don't forget, to prune us, to cleanse us, to energize us so that we become better, better fruit-bearing branches of our Lord, having been connected to the vine, we bear the fruit of Christ, the fruit of love, of joy, of peace, of prosperity, of increase in every way. Don't forget, our Father always intends to continue to increase and to grow. Praise God. Amen and amen. And so yesterday, I did mention, because it's very important we have understanding so that if you're listening to this message that should be the desire in your heart that should be the prayer as you're about to open the message you say a word of prayer father i received this message today from you knowing that it will make me become better and so that i will achieve more i will bear more fruits that will give you glory praise god it's a simple word of prayer and affirmation but it's something that should be deep in your spirit as you go into the message with an expectation and keep thanking god say father thank you because as i eat of this fruit i'm becoming better my life is becoming better i'm bearing more fruit to your glory amen and amen and it's important we get this clear so that like i mentioned last time if it is not happening after a while you can reach out to me personally so we take a look at it praise god you know why i say this jesus gave that illustration where he said that a farmer sowed a seed and he described different variations of soils where the seed fell upon and because of the different variations and composition of the soil the fruit was different some did not bear fruit at all at all and but if you look at it carefully you find that number one some things were constant number one the sower of the seed which who is god is constant number two the seed itself is constant it was the same seed that was sown so what was responsible for the variation of the fruit and those that did not bear fruit at all was the nature of the soil but i also believe in addition that there are some soil that will be good if some stones are just removed or some certain of layer of soil can be added to make every soil better you know why i say this because i know that it is the will of our father that all of us bear abundant fruit praise god so 
there might be some of you that will require one-on-one -on -one discussion and to deal with specific issues, removing the stones so that the word will produce. The word always produces. Praise God. Amen and amen. So the question I tried to answer yesterday, beginning in the service, was how is God going to make you and I become better? How is he going to make us to achieve more? Of course, the answer is straightforward. He is retraining us. Don't forget, beloved. He is retraining us. Retraining us from the inside of us to purge away every blockage, every limiting belief, every fear in our heart, and everything that has attempted to stop us from within. So, Daddy is so graciously retraining you and I in his own mode. Praise God. And why is retraining very crucial? Why is retraining very important? Why is training the fundamental way to begin this precious life, to begin to enjoy the beautiful life that he has positioned and made available for us? It is because I have said it over and over. You and I have been trained. You and I have been cultured. You and I have been molded by our environment, by our circumstances, by our family background, by the culture, tradition, and the religion that we were born into. In other words, like I've said before, we all were born blind. We were made blind by this powerful forces think about it the picture you should have in your mind is the picture of a wet cement when you bring a wet cement you put that cement into a mold suddenly it takes the shape of the mold and when it hardens it becomes almost impossible to break beloved the picture i'm describing here is the fundamental issue we're having in life it is not about God. Again, let me say that again and again. I'm not sure if you got that from yesterday's message, but one of the things that the Holy Spirit told me to share yesterday was, look, it is not God that needs convincing. It is you and I. Don't forget that, beloved. What is our problem is not God. It's not what he has not done. It's not what he has failed to do. It is the mold that life has put us in. In fact, it is that mode that decides how happy we are, what our dreams are, what our expectations are, how we react in relationship, how we react with money. In fact, even the picture of God that we have is in that mode. And once it hardens, it becomes almost impossible to change. But beloved, don't forget, what is impossible for man is possible for God. So what Father is doing is to remove us, re-break us, and now fit us into his own mode, into the divine mode, into his divine purpose, into his divine agenda, into his divine being, into his divine reality, so that you and I no longer operate on the human level, but we operate in the reality of God. Praise God. Amen and amen. And the scripture that came to mind again is Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. You know it already. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. The apostle Paul wrote to them saying, stop. He said, stop. Don't forget, stop imitating the ideals 
and the thoughts of the cultures around you. In fact, I have preached this verse over and over again, but this weekend, as I look closer to it, you find out that the TPT explains further that what Brother Paul, the apostle, was actually saying is that don't allow what you see around you to fit you into a mode, to compress you into a mode, to suppress you into a mode. He said, don't allow that to happen. And where does this mode operate? What is the center of this mode? What is this mode we're talking about? It is the mind. When your mind is framed wrongly, your life will come out wrongly. When your mind is full of conflict, your life will come out with conflicts. When your mind is full of fear, your life will be surrounded by things that are fearful. Beloved, this is very critical. And this is what the brother Paul, the apostle, was telling them. Don't allow the world around you. At their present time, in this present circumstance, in this situation, because you and I are eternal beings, so don't let temporary situations compress you into a mode. He said, but how are you going to do it? Allow the Holy Spirit to perform a total reformation, he says, of how you think, a total reformation of of how you think and he went on to say this total reformation of how you think will empower you listen to this carefully will empower you to discern the will of god for you as in other words as you're living a beautiful life you're discerning and flowing according to the will of god for you he says as you live a beautiful life that is satisfying glory to the father that that when father looks at you he's satisfied about the beautiful way your life is turning out amen and amen like i asked them in church yesterday if you are a parent, you shouldn't have a problem understanding this. Have you ever looked at your children and you are just satisfied? They are just happy. I don't think you are satisfied when they are sick. I don't think it's pleasing to you when they can't eat. I don't think it makes you super happy when they lack and they're in pain and misery. And No, I don't think it makes you happy. If it does make you happy, man, your problem is in a greater dimension. If it makes you happy that your children are sick all the time, broke, can't find nothing to eat, they're in pain and misery, and then that condition gives you glory. Man, your problem is in another dimension. But I know that there is no ideal parent, no matter how weak you are, no matter how frustrated you are, you are not going to be happy that your children live in those conditions. What satisfies you is when you see them wear new clothes, admire their new clothes, run around and happy. When you see them doing well, that is what satisfies you. Beloved, that's not different from our father. Don't forget, again, like I shared yesterday, that marriage was a message. So also family is a message. Is the way God was telling us, hey, this is how I care for you. You are my children. I am your father. Praise God.
Amen and amen. So we are not going to allow situations or things around us, whether it is health issues, whether whatever it is, don't always forget. It's not the will of God. If it's negative, if it's bad, it's not the will of the Father for you. So if we key into his will, allow the Holy Spirit to change our mind into his will, then you can see that you and I will blossom in every area of our life. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Praise God. Amen and amen. So yesterday, the key thing that I shared in the message was the difference in the success equation of man and God. Don't forget, we talk about a mode. The world has trained us. So also when it comes to success, there's a way the world understands it which is different from the way God works on it. Like I mentioned yesterday, man's success equation is this. This is the way we have been taught about success. That success is something that you can achieve. Please understand this. Success has been defined to us to be successful in life. That means you are doing well, you are blossoming, you are bearing fruit, has been defined or made to look in the eyes of man as something that you need to achieve and how are you supposed to achieve that is hard work i'm sure probably the emblem in your secondary school says hard work equals success have you seen how these molds come they are everywhere at every level if you ask many people what is the way to success what will come to their mind is hard work so you're supposed to work hard in order to achieve success now listen to this and after a while they saw that there are many hard workers who are not successful they said okay it is not no it is not more about working hard it's about working smart and then the church people said, no, we're not going to be left out of this equation because if we just say it's, it's hard work or smart work and then it looks like God is not in the equation, then church people added their own. They say pray hard. So success equation looks like this. You pray hard, you work hard, and then you work smart, and then you become successful. Beloved, now, please understand, you can do this and achieve a level of result in your life. You can work hard, you can work smart, you can pray hard, you can combine all that and achieve a level of success in your life. Now, but understand that there's a success man achieve, but that's the one God gives. You and I are children of God. We're interested in the one that God gives. Praise God. But again, don't forget, the other issue is what is the cost of this success when it involves hard work, smart work, all these hard things to do. What is the cost of it? That's when you start to hear people say something like, how can you sleep for four hours? If you sleep more than five hours, you have wasted your life. So at the end of it all, they sacrifice their bodies. Their mind is so much heavy that they can't come to a place of rest. They lose their families. They lose their family values because they are always jumping up and down. Strangers end up raising their families. They sacrifice their peace, their joy, their bodies in order to achieve this quote-unquote success. And then at the end of it all, they use the success to try to solve the things that they missed. Beloved, that is not the will of the Father for us. Don't forget that every blessing of God make it rich and it does not come 
with sorrow. And now you can tell that you can be a believer, you can go to church, you can be very religious, but again, when it comes to the issue of success, you're pursuing it by the mode that the world or the culture around you has fitted you in. Now, I compare that with success equation from our father's side. And beloved, success is not something we achieve. It is who we are. Praise God. And a man who is successful becomes successful in the things that he does. A good tree, don't forget, beloved, a good tree will always produce good fruit. Success as measured by men are the fruit, but the father is interested in the tree. If he makes the tree good, then the fruits thereof will be good. Praise God. And like I mentioned, success in God's equation is not an achievement, something we do out there. It is who we become. Praise God. Beloved, there are certain dimensions of God you and I need to understand. And I pray that your heart will be wide and available to receive. Now, if you recall, at the beginning of this year, God spoke to us about rest. If you recall, throughout the month of January this year, we are dealing with rest because we will perform better, we will function better. In fact, we are designed to operate and produce from the place of rest. Now, the more you listen to everything that we have said this year, you can see that is driving us more and more towards rest. Beloved, don't forget, it is not as if I sit down and plan these messages from January to this point in July. But think about it, think about, just reflect about everything you hear. And the more you listen, the more you hear, you find out that God continuously is bringing us to the place of rest. For example, in this conversation we're having now, you can understand that there's a difference man hustling, man being all over the place, man doing everything to succeed versus man being at rest and flowing with the Father. Praise God. And let me wrap up this morning by reading the same scripture I read yesterday. Psalm 127 verse number 2. Thank God for the TPT. It says, it really is senseless to walk so hard from early morning till late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. When you are driven by fear, even if you are to get anything, don't forget, fear does something to your body. Friend, we cannot sacrifice our life for these things. That's the point this morning. Ask yourself the question, and some of you need to make some adjustment. Please, you cannot sacrifice your life for these things, for that is not the will of God. You can't sacrifice your life to get things, and then now try to use those things to get your life back. That is actually senseless. Ask yourself, what is the driving factor? Is it fear of never ever having enough? And as I mentioned yesterday, if you're functioning out of this fear, you will never have enough. Listen to me. That's not a curse. That's a statement of reality. Now, to cap this up for us, look at what the scripture says here. It says, listen, let me tell you, God can provide 
for his devoted lovers even while they are asleep. Let me mention something that is very powerful about this psalm. This particular psalm was not written by David. This psalm was written by King Solomon, the richest man that ever lived. This psalm was not written by a poor man. This psalm was written by the richest man that they are still calculating archaeologists and researchers are still trying to go and calculate how much his wealth what if this was written by a poor man we say okay don't mind he's a poor man this is the conclusion of the richest man who ever lived he said look look it is senseless to wake up toiling daily running around all over the place trying to make these things happen he said it's senseless when you're doing it out of the fear of never having enough he said let me tell you what you should know and may you and i experience this dimension of god the father who loves us so much and because of his love he provides for me even while i sleep hallelujah you are waking up to greater cause you are waking up to greater messages you're waking up to good news in the name of jesus because there's the father who loves you who provides for you even while you are asleep hallelujah glory to jesus beloved for you and i this can only get better and better for as many as that will yield up their heart open up their heart and let our father retrain us bring us out from the mode of the world from the mode of the systems around us and put us squarely into his own divine plan divine nature into the realm of the spirit that we are pulled away from the limitations of the flesh into the abundance into the reality into the never-ending stream of joy and peace and grace and love and abundance that is in our spirit praise god amen and amen beloved i'm going to stop here and come back to you again tomorrow morning by the grace of god don't forget this message was like the beginning part of the message that you received yesterday so i will highly encourage you to play this back and then play again the message of yesterday so you get the complete version amen and amen please enjoy your day have a blessed week enjoy your time knowing that you and father are one that if you are in christ if you have become one with him you are already exhausted hallelujah all we are saying and understanding is how to walk from the place of that success that we are how to function from the place of the blessedness that we already have with us amen and amen please keep me your prayers spread the message and thank you all so much for your support and have a wonderful day while you are doing it don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.